Welcome to the DFOT podcast. This is Ram Ramaswamy. Today's episode, Professor Madhurima and I will discuss and summarize issues related to the role of administration in coping with the move to online teaching. The Discussion Forum for Online Teaching, or DFOT, has been conducting panel discussions over the past eight or nine months on a variety of topics that are germane to the problem of online teaching and especially germane to its sudden implementation in India as a response to the pandemic. In our panel discussion three, we invited leaders from university administration, vice chancellors, registrars, heads of departments, directors, to talk about their role and what they could do in the context of online, uh, online teaching and learning. We had Professor Suranjan Das, the Vice-Chancellor of Jadapur University, the Registrar of Madras University, Dr. R. Srinivasan, uh, the Chief Knowledge Officer or some role like that, uh, Mr. Venu Narayan from Azim Premji University, uh, Dr. Kalpana Sarathi from the Tata Institute of Social Studies in Guwahati, Dr. Vinita Mokshagundam, head of a department of a college uh, history department in Bangalore, and uh, Professor Pankaj Chandra, the vice chancellor of Ahmedabad University, a small and growing private university. Various issues were discussed from the perspective of university and college administration. Uh, the kind of flexibility that was uh, that is, that is possible under these uh, circumstances and so on. I thought this was one of the more exciting uh, panel discussions that we did have, Madhu. Uh, what what do you think? I agree. This was indeed one of the more interesting and, in a certain sense, gut wrenching panel discussions because when we heard the administrators talk about the issues that they were facing and conducting online classes. I think it left all of us a bit shaken. Well, you see, uh, you know, we had a, a whole diversity of experience also coming into the in, into play because we had a very large state university like Jadapur uh, and a very small private university like Ahmedabad or Azim Premji. And they brought very different experiences to the table. Uh, I was very impressed by uh, Professor Suranjan Das's um, uh, sort of his his whole intervention and his presentation, because uh, he's first of all he's a very eminent historian in his own right, uh, and has run not just Jadavpur University but also Calcutta University in the past, and he talked with a lot of sensitivity to the problems faced by uh, the average teacher and the difficulties that teachers had had in coping with online teaching even though when we spoke and this was in september last year uh, it had already been six months uh, since the um, shift to online teaching but he was pointing out how how much difficulty teachers were having and uh, how much difficulty students were having in accessing the the lectures uh, I think he was one of the first to actually talk about the uh, importance of having asynchronous delivery of classes and it was completely uh, 
you know, I mean, as an administrator, he encouraged his students to access the classes in the uh, at, at different times, not to attend it in real time. Asynchronous mode necessarily requires the students and the faculty to have adequate devices and internet speeds. Even if the classes are conducted asynchronously, the availability of devices has always been a problem. And I think Professor Surinjandas was among the rare uh, by, you know, administrators who actually addressed this issue way back, you know, about eight months ago. Now, I was very impressed by the fact that he had managed to get money from the alumni. He had raised money through a public appeal and was able to give all his students who needed devices uh, something, whether it was a cell phone or a laptop or an iPad or something, he was able to provide them. Now, this shows a certain amount of uh, not just uh, administrative acumen, but also a lot of empathy. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, what we do need is a little more of this because it isn't clear to me that many public universities can manage this kind of um, uh, fundraising uh, and delivery. True, because universities having to address the digital divide is a very crucial component of online education and not many institutes have really taken that step forward in bridging the divide. Well, the yeah. other aspect which uh, was interesting were uh, the pedagogical challenges that the teachers and the students were facing when the shift to online education happened, which I think he also addressed adequately. No, no, he uh, actually he was remarkable in the way in which he uh, had control over, the, at least he understood all the issues. And it's not clear to me that many of our administrators were as uh, aware of all the subtleties of the uh, online world. Uh, but the difficulties of, of online education, actually, uh, Dr. Srinivasan from the University of Madras, uh, he was with us the day before his exams. And my heart really went out to him because of the way in which he explained his challenges that there were 60,000 students who were supposed to uh, somehow submit their answer sheets, how they were supposed to do it, how, you know, the university just asked them to conduct the uh, final examinations. And um, not only was, was the system not prepared for it, uh, the students were not enabled particularly because uh, you know the answer scripts to be uh, to be uh, uploaded and sent sent over the Wi-Fi. Uh, I mean the whole thing was a logistical nightmare, and I had a lot of sympathy for uh, for a man in his predicament. And I was very impressed with his sensitivity to the fact that some students may not be able to afford even that 50 rupees that it takes yeah. to post an answer sheet and you know five times that for five papers and yeah. uh, the some of the stories that he shared with us regarding uh, you know uh, students coming from single parent homes and loss of income and how they could not attend classes because they had to go to work hmm. Uh, it, it was it was really very difficult even to listen to those stories. Yeah, uh, no, well, but this is the this is the reality of our state universities, and we are talking about the University of Madras, which is, uh, I mean, apart from being my own alma mater in some sense, uh, it is Mind one of, uh, it is one of the largest uh, universities that we have. 
uh, with uh, almost three lakh students and uh, as he was mentioning 85 departments several colleges and so on and so forth um, now the uh, the problems of a big uh, state university are not experienced by the new and small universities that we have uh, you know the more well known among them in addition to ashoka university kriya um, and so on is uh, azim premji university in bangalore and uh, mr venu narayanan from uh, azim premji university was sharing with us uh, their approach to uh, online education but you know the scale of the problems is just so so different this is so much smaller they are very focused they are very mature so they know what they want to do and because of that uh, you know the kind of large pools that of that you have in public universities uh, universities like azim premji don't have it in in a smaller university like azim premji uh, the student generally tends to be very focused and very aware of what they want to pursue in life and therefore that level of uh, motivation and uh, and and uh, certain kind of uh, vision helps the student in situations like this because they are able to cope with uh, the kinds of problems that, uh, that that the online world has imposed upon us uh, now what uh, what venu was saying was that uh, many of the students are able to actually participate uh, a larger fraction of students are uh, able to participate in classes as opposed to uh, and at least this was my impression uh, as opposed to students from a public university did you in get in general i think that the positivity that uh, both faculty and students from private institutes have been displaying is far larger than what students faculty or administrators from public universities have uh, felt over the entire period either it's because of the availability of resources you know money and resources and devices and the you know yeah, so the, the very fact that the administration was able to help yeah, exactly in private institutions you know in, in uh, azim premji he mentioned that everybody was given a laptop uh, all the students right. all the teachers and so on uh that was there but the nature of the pedagogical challenge was actually the same uh because right. uh, you know suranjan das talked about the difficulty of teachers uh being you know not being able to ad- uh, to address uh static uh, laptops and blank screens and so on uh, i think venu also talked about that and uh, at that time at least the conversation was very much in the short term yes Right. and uh, the other important aspect that venu uh, had spoken about was how geography of the location you know actually matters where the institute is and what resources are available to them well actually you know the, the speaker after venu kalpana sarathi i mean she made geography extremely important because uh, this was something that we hadn't uh, i think i hadn't explicitly thought about that um you know we talked about uh, uh, wifi connectivity electricity and so on 
but uh, what happens if there's a flood that wipes out uh, everything you know the roads and so on and so forth yes. so uh, being in gauhati the annual flooding of the brahmaputra is something that uh, they all have to cope with so she was talking about uh, you know about that uh, but she's an old colleague of yours from mizoram isn't she madhu yes and uh, yes the northeast monsoons are something that you will understand only when you live there and signals are so poor on a normal day that with the monsoons uh, the internet and the cell phone signals are practically you know next to existent so yes uh, she spoke a lot about uh, you know how the choice of online education was really not a choice because you either had asynchronous teaching and the teachers were not able to address the students directly or had to make do with some kind of a temporary arrangement and this was really no choice at all to begin with mm-hmm. and uh, you know how there was an administrative uh, staff uh, burnout and this burnout not just for administrative staff but for teachers and students as well well one important and interesting thing that uh, suranjan said uh, was that he was not very happy with the way in which administration was becoming digital where you know right. all all sorts of uh, documentation and everything had to be submitted uh, via some portals and i know this from personal experience that many institutions have shifted to online administration and uh, of course jadavpur is a special place but what he did point out was that uh, that the uh, the inability of 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 uh, sort of you know a simple communication between the aggrieved parties and the administration meant that things got prolonged and uh, it was interesting to hear an administrator say that he did not like um, you know the everything going digital uh, the sort of warning that came also in some sense from uh, kalpana and so on right uh, and what i heard when uh, professor das was speaking was that if administration were to go online the anonymity that exists for many aggrieved parties in actually registering their complaint would be lost and this might actually not work out in the longer run yeah uh, that 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 was a very sensitive point and i think one needs mm-hmm. to really pay attention mm-hmm. yeah so uh, and kalpana's uh, point about mental health and how this uh, aspect of mental health of both teachers and students is not being given adequate importance was spoken by other panelists also mm-hmm. you know uh, especially uh, vinita uh, who spoke next she was telling about how uh, the fatigue levels are pretty high because of online teaching mm. well if the fatigue levels were, all, were high in september you can imagine how 6 months later when nobody expected a second wave uh the things are going to be even worse right now um and of course vinita was a student at the university of hyderabad uh, at the time when i was there so she's somebody whom i've sort of known very marginally for a long time now and i was very impressed that uh, she's moved to a career of teaching and now she is at a small uh, college in bangalore uh with only about 700 or so students and uh what the college has done because it is a private institution uh is that uh, they 
they have managed to overcome some amount of bureaucracy but uh, because there aren't you know they don't have a very large body uh, everybody has to do almost everything and so i mean she was particularly uh, you know uh, concerned about the fact that the uh, the, the space between uh, the home and the uh, university or the home and the college the domestic walls versus the work walls uh, all these spaces had become more or less uh, blended and uh, uh, which meant that teachers were never really free uh, yes and i think uh, what vinita brought to the table that day was uh, she was the voice of i most of the teachers this is what all of us are feeling and we didn't uh, you know we didn't really know how to express this to the administration at that point tell them that uh, we have lost privacy and she bought uh, also some very important topics such as uh, the salaries of contractual teachers being cut or being lost because of the pandemic Mm-hmm. and uh, the workload increasing and how teachers are paying for their own internet and for their own devices and that's also taking a toll financially on many of the teachers so she really brought in a lot of points from uh, the perspective of a teacher yeah uh, right no and uh, well our last speaker that day was pankaj chandra who uh, was the vice chancellor of uh, ahmedabad university and earlier he had been a professor of management at the indian institute of management in bangalore uh, and i was really struck by the way in which a lot of management uh, solutions had been uh, brought out in ahmedabad university um, particularly and i don't know how successful it was uh, couriering uh, whole sets of books and laboratory experiments to students so that they could carry out some kind of experiments at home now uh, i know that you can't be shipping over cyclotrons or uh, anything <laughs> anything like that uh, to the student but on the other hand the idea that you have to step in and do something from the institution uh, i don't know whether it's a management uh, approach or uh, whether it was just pankaj himself or the institution but i was quite impressed by the fact that they tried to do something not only did they try to do something in terms of practically sending uh, you know books and doing things but what impressed me the most with the, the way they handled the crisis at Ahmedabad University is the absolute academic flexibility that they offered to the teachers and to the students the students were allowed to either drop courses or convert them into things that would matter to their graduation but not be counted for the uh, you know the grade mm-hmm. uh, that flexibility of reducing the syllabus and everything is something that is very essential but not taken care of by many universities true that i was really impressed yeah but you know uh, madhu the amount of flexibility that a small i mean the size is important in this matter you know right. that a small and private institution has and we saw not only ahmedabad university but also azim premji and to some extent uh, carmel college uh, and the difficulties that uh, that large institutions like jadavpur or madras university have they are in completely different scales 
and your location 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 being that important uh, if you are sitting in the northeast somewhere it's not possible for all the um, innovative practices that you may dream of uh, sometimes putting them into practice is just very very difficult uh, i think the one major takeaway from all this was that uh, it's not as if administration is not sympathetic or empathetic to the problems that are uh, faced by students and teachers uh, but to some extent if they are in a public institutions their hands are tied if they are in small private uni- uh, institutions well whatever they are trying is innovative and nice but uh, it's just so particular that uh, it cannot have a very wide effect on uh, the larger system now i'd be particularly interested in finding out how these institutions have coped uh, now that we are in this uh, second wave and uh, the uh, what uh, you know what people at amdavad university uh, said that it was just a, uh, you know it was a temporary fix that they had to find and so on uh, i'd like to see how things have evolved since then and where they are now yes and uh, for me the biggest takeaway was that leadership matters oh yeah Good leaders do administrative leaders actually can steer the organization in a positive way yeah. even during uh, you know times of crisis absolutely and that's i think a good note on which to end this conversation we'll be back with another episode of our podcast where we'll discuss other issues raised in other panel discussions of dfot until then bye bye